A couple things before we get started. Um, it's That Episode has a new Twitter account at It's That Episode. You can follow that for updates on the show and uh, every episode and a couple extra little things just for Twitter. Um, what else? Thanks for everybody who supported the hashtag Melfi Selfie uh, uh, movement uh, on my Twitter. I appreciate that. Also, this episode of It's That Episode is sponsored by Audible.com the leading provider of audio of all sorts for all devices. Uh, You can get a free 30-day trial and a free book on me if you go to audiblepodcast.com backslash Craig Rowan, C-R-A-I-G-R-O-W-I-N. I I just want to recommend a book that I'm currently reading. Why not? Let's just do that. Um, They have the audio for Operation Shylock, A Confession by Philip Roth. That just happens to be what I'm reading. If you want to read that, you can if you want a, one of 150,000 other books you're welcome to it because that's how many Audible has um, alright so that's the end of that portion of the show let's get into the actual show why don't we uh, start it up well, it's that episode not that episode not that episode it's that episode it's that episode with Craig Rowan Welcome to It's That Episode, the podcast where I, Craig Rowan, invite a guest over to my apartment. We watch any TV show that they choose. We watch it, we talk about it, and we talk about a bunch of other crap. Today, my guest is Adam Frucci, who you might know from Airwolf at the UCB East Theater, or as the, I don't know, mastermind slash evil ruler behind Splitsider. Yep, the, those are my formal titles. The comedy website. Um, that's your evil. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I thought that went without saying. Yeah, it's sort of like anybody who owns a website has some evilness. To sure, it. yeah. I mean, I have a website, CraigRowan.com, and it's, it's, I, it's just moderately evil. It's moderately <laughs> for the 10 people that have been to it. They're like, <laughs> wow, this is a pretty evil website. Um, well, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. The this podcast is part of your umbrella corporation, so it is. this now you're you're on both sides. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm actually a little insulted. It's taken this long for you to invite me, Craig. Well, it was What's purposeful. Deal, it was. <laughs> <laughs> this is really we have a very strange relationship. There's been a lot of uh, business dealings that have gone wrong mm-hmm. between yeah. us. So this <laughs> a is, lot of bad blood that we're not going to mention. Just know that it's going to be under the surface for so this entire episode. We're going to be sort of hashing it out via conversation <laughs> that's not about those things. Yeah. Um, well, I'm excited you're here. Uh, I'm excited and interested to watch the show that you chose. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you just say what show we're watching and why you decided to want, want to watch uh, it? I picked the HBO series Girls. Right. Um, I've heard of it. I thought it's appropriate just two hip dudes in brooklyn right uh, i think we'll have a lot to relate to right uh and i picked the episode bad friend which is the one in which marnie ha- has a interaction with booth jonathan which is uh norma tacone right it's a artist's character which is completely over the top and ridiculous and i honestly am not sure if it's like true to life about like what these weirdo artists are like, or if it's such a like comedic, blown out version of it. I honestly don't know enough about the art world. Like it could go either way. It's like oh, this could be very reasonable, and what this is actually like. Right. Yeah. It is. I so I watch girls. So I've seen this episode before, and when I looked it up, I was like, oh, I totally remember this. And Yorma Tacone plays. Yeah, he's sort of like a Brooklyn artist. I guess a little bit like um, what's the word? He's like. An enfant terrible? Yeah, I don't know what that means, but... <laughs> well, I'm not sure I do either. 
but it's he, he's fun. yeah he's just like sort of a uh he's cocky and he's got his own aesthetic and style and he sort of thinks he's big of himself and he can be an asshole like yeah he, he's sort he's, he's a successful enough artist that he can be a total prick and people are like oh he's mysterious wow right that guy really how cool of him and in this episode it's like I mean, a lot of the times it's really gross, and I feel like in this episode it's like... Oh, it's very disgusting. It's very disgusting. Um, And it has a terrible sex scene in it that I look forward to sitting next to you while we watch. Right. I only watch the uh, sex scenes with um, either acquaintances or um, family members. Great. (laughs) For maximum awkwardness. (laughs) Yeah, for maximum awkwardness. (laughs) That's just the way it should always happen. Yeah. Um, Which I feel like that happens more than... More more often than not, yeah. My wife and I were visiting my... uh, Her dad's uh, place in Florida, and we watched... Boardwalk Empire for a while because they had HBO and we like mm-hmm. sort of just got caught up in it. And I remember him just walking in for like a really like really long like sex scene that was just <laughs> like everything was out there, you know. And it's just like yeah, this I've oh. I've been in this situation many times. <laughs> you sort of have to experience that. Yeah, it's true. Um, so you're are you a big fan of the show, girls? Um, I like it. Um, I feel like. There's this weird thing for it's gotten this big reputation. Everybody talks about it in the media. It's just like crazy show that gets so much attention right. compared to its size of its audience, which is pretty small. Right. And I feel like living in Brooklyn and being like I'm not as young as they are, but I feel like you're, there's this confusion where you're not sure if you're supposed to relate to it or you're supposed to like. I feel like we're, we feel too close to the characters, so right. it's hard to get perspective on it. So there's this weird thing where everybody in the media who lives in New York is the ones writing about it. So they all have this weird confusion. They're like, I, I'm i not like that. Are you saying that's what I'm like? No, it's a comedy. These are supposed to be uh, exaggerated characters. Yeah, it is this weird show. I think from the – and I, I like the show. I like the show a lot. Um and but from the way from the second it started, like it came out, the the conversations about yeah. them are so weird. People are like, super defensive. It's they, super they defensive like an and super like offended and like yeah. super like in a way that I just don't quite understand it. Like it's a good show. Like yeah. I am super impressed by Lena Dunham. Like what yeah. she's been able to do is just like and and for women who I may have talked about this before, but for women who are like grossed out by her or like think it's like offensive in a way i'm like are you she's so young and she's making this like amazing tv show by not by herself but like yeah it should be inspiring to everybody like even if the show is not like lovable by everybody they should just be like wow this person is an incredible like right well i think that's a big part of it is so many people are like oh you did exactly what i wish i was exactly exactly what i want to be doing and you're doing it it's not exactly how i would do it so fuck you right but it's interesting too because it's i feel like an equivalent not in 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 some ways and different in other ways to like the louis ck thing Mm -hmm. but everybody loves louis ck right (laughs) everybody's like he but but he's also maybe it's because he's been around for like 25 years or whatever and like done a ton of shit yeah and had a lot of stuff that hasn't caught on. Right. I mean, Louis's been grinding for two decades before yeah. he gets this deal. Lena Dunham basically gets it like as she's walking off stage at Oberlin with a diploma in hand. It's yeah. like, well, here's your TV show. And I feel like that is a big part of it. Yeah, totally. Totally. But at the, like, it's not like... It's bad. Like the show's totally competent too. It's yeah, like it's good, great. It's really good. Show. That's a, it would be easy to hate it if it sucked, but it's like such a unique vision. It's like so clearly her. Yeah. It's like so distinctively her. It's I yeah. I think it's great. Did you uh, see Tiny Furniture? Her, I did her film before this. I yeah. prefer Girls to Tiny Furniture. I like Tiny Furniture. I mean, I I only saw it once, and that was I think it was before Girls, uh, because it was streaming on Netflix. 
and I liked it, and it was sort of like uncomfortable. There's mm-hmm. a lot of thought. I think it hinged on that a little more than the yes. show does. But uh, yeah, I thought it was great. It was like one of those other things where like, wow, this person just made this movie. You know, yeah. like, it's like how did you have such a like strong vision for what you want to do at that? Age? Like, I feel like it should take longer to figure that out, right? But like, yeah. well, here's my here's what I want to say, and here's how I want to say it, and here's my aesthetic and. Yeah, fuck her, man. <laughs> yeah, maybe you know what? I don't like this show. You just turned me on her. Like I hate her. No, yeah. It's it is great. It's just super impressive. I and like also everything she does, like it's true what you're saying like the audience isn't that big. Right. I mean, it's not it's, small, but it's I I don't know what it is actually. I mean, I think it's it's I don't know the exact numbers off the top of my head, but it's smaller than most of the shows on HBO. Right. I and think. it's one of those things where, too, like, um, I've mentioned this before on the podcast, like, a show like this, everybody's so adamant about no matter what, you know, has really strong, and it has, like, a very small audience. But then shows like, you know, like Mike and Molly. Yeah. Like, how many times have you talked about that show to anybody? That never. Never. Not that once. has, like, like... <laughs> Probably actually, like, I was going to say we should watch an episode of Mike and Molly, but I couldn't decide which one. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite show. Uh, but I didn't want to watch it because I don't want it's too, I'm right. too close to it. Um, but like that show has probably like, what, 20 times the audience? Oh, I yeah, don't know. Easily, yeah. And it's probably more, but is girls more influential? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I like, mean, I guess influential to who? Yeah, I, I guess, guess it's more, to me, this show is like a New York, LA, like a coastal thing. Sure. And, oh, it uh, definitely is. And I also think that. Part of the reason people don't talk about Mike Amali is there's not to be like condescending, but there's not as much to say about it. Right. It's just like, yes, this is a a pretty straightforward multi camera sitcom. There isn't going to be a story arc over right. time other than like somebody gets married. Uh, and Which it's is just always like exciting. situational comedy. It's very straightforward and it's, you know, yeah. offensive. And there's just not, it's like, yep, that's what it is. You know what you're getting. With girls, there's a lot more surprise yeah. to it. It's like newness to it that you're, well, you know, more more think pieces to be written. Yeah, about it. absolutely. Absolutely. But it's also weird. Like, there aren't any sitcoms that are really have think. I mean, I guess there are, there are shows that are interesting, something like Community that has like a fan right. base that can read into it more. But there aren't like a lot of things where like, wow, this is just like changing the TV landscape sure, yeah. a little bit. Nothing like All in the Family guys, All in the Family guys, which is my <laughs> new <laughs> mashup what? show, which is Archie Bunker and Peter Griffin together. Wow, that sounds terrible. It's a cartoon. <laughs> Come on, you'd watch an episode of that. I'd watch an episode of that out of professional obligation. <laughs> because you have to do a review to, of it. Yeah. Like you have to like... Oh, all right, all right, Craig Craig made this thing. I guess I'll watch it. I really want to do that. No, now. It, it does actually sound pretty entertaining. <laughs> pretty great. Yeah. I wish this uh, this, show, this podcast had a big enough audience that somebody was... That not I'm saying I'm sure there's somebody who's super creative listening to this that can make that into a thing, but I feel like if I had like 800,000 listeners, definitely one person would make a mashup of All in the Family guys. Yeah, it's too bad we don't live in that world. Um, so what I'm saying is, after this, do you want to hang out and just sort of like watch some All in the Family and Family guys and pick some moments and I'll edit them together? We'll see, man. Maybe. Okay, maybe. Um, so we're gonna watch. Uh, we're going to watch Girls Bad Friend mm-hmm. and anything else that you remember specifically from this episode that made you want to watch it or like or that you're excited to see. I just feel like this is the most memorable episode for me. Just uh, I thought that Booth Jonathan stuff was really nuts. Yeah. I think that's what really stuck out to me. Even the name Booth. What is it Booth Booth Jonathan? Like his first name is Booth and his last name is Jonathan. Like that's a good. That's <laughs> yeah. good. Like it's yeah. totally evocative of that. And do you know any art people? 
Not really, no. I don't really either. I know people who do art, but aren't like... Not like going to gallery shows in Chelsea and right. art parties and dealing with people spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on art. Man, that's awesome to get paid that much money. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I guess, sure. <laughs> Dude, that fucking rules. Um, all right, so we're going to watch... Girls, we're gonna we're gonna get into the Booth Jonathan uh, world, and I think we're gonna in this one see Hannah do cocaine. Yes, yeah, but yeah. Also, on uh, uh, what's his name is in this? Uh, not John Benjamin. Uh, John oh Glazer. yeah, John Glazer. John Glazer's in this as her neighbor, who's Which also a great character. Is great. He's definitely one of my favorite yeah. comedians. I'd say oh, he's amazing. He's my one of my absolute favorites. And when I when he was on the show, I was like super excited. Yeah, and. Uh, and this is also a memorable episode. We'll talk about it afterwards. But when I saw the synopsis, the what happens between Hannah and uh, Marnie is also like a big moment in the yeah. show, yeah. too. So um, I'm excited to check it out. Me too. Let's do it. All right. Let's, uh, let's sit and watch TV together. All right. I'm in. Your friends are here. Oh, my God. Hey, hey guys. What are you doing? Marnie. Fancy meeting you here. What are you doing here? And why do you have the junkie with you? He's not a junkie. You were misinformed. He is clean and he's basically my guardian angel. This place is amazing. What are you wearing? Oh, a shirt. You are being very rude right now. Well, you know what? Maybe I don't care about being polite, okay? Because it's a Wednesday night, baby, and I'm alive. What do you want? I don't want anything. Really, I'm only here to actually let you know that I know about you and Elijah. Hannah. I told her. Yeah. My dear roommate and very serious ex-boyfriend told me he had sex with my best friend. Hannah, I'm very sorry. I really didn't want you to hear about it like this. I really, really didn't. I don't need you to say sorry, Marnie. That's not why I came. That's boring. Okie dokie. Smokey. We just watched Girls. Sure did. Bad friend. Mm-hmm. Good episode. Yeah. Holds up. It really, it's got got it all. It, yeah, it has every element of the show that you like. It's got the sex. It's got the drugs. It's got the friendships. Really? The ups and the downs? The, the ups highs and, and the lows? The highs and the lows of the early 20s. <laughs> yeah. As ni- we both experienced it almost to a T, I think. I think it? as two guys mm-hmm. who walk similar paths as... Uh, Hannah, this was just like a basically just like a documentary yeah, about me. Walked down memory lane. Um, so why don't we give like a brief synopsis so uh, people, if they're not watching along, will know what sure. sort of the gist of the episode was. Um, it starts off. Hannah is a writer, mm-hmm. and she's in uh, the uh, lobby of a uh, like a digital journalism right, website, a, a called, website called Jazz Hate. Jazz Hate, which you immediately said is, "Oh, this is the Gawker episode." Yeah, it's like that's clearly making. It's like Gawker or Vice. Like those are the kind of sites that are like, yeah, just like do coke and write about it. Yeah, just sort of like experiential. Right. Uh, well, Gawker, not really. I feel like that's more of like the idea people have in their head for like what Gawker was like seven years right. ago. Right now, it's sort of more like uh, newsy or like yeah. gossipy news right. style. But then it was more uh, exp- uh, like the writers' experiences or something. I don't. I mean, I don't know how I long. I've yeah, really I'm paid. not. I, uh, yeah, I feel like this is the kind of article that you see on Vice more than Gawker. Right. But even still, like, I just the name Jazz Hate. I just yeah. love it. <laughs> it's, 
It's really funny. And the whole, I mean, that whole scene is really funny because it's just basically like this really awkward job interview where, yeah. where the woman's like, why don't you just like do coke for the first time? That could be your article. And <laughs> Hannah's like, uh, all right, uh, sure. <laughs> um, which you usually, cause you run split side that's sort of what you do for mm-hmm. first time writers. Yeah. I mean, we call it the gauntlet of fire. If you right. can survive that first piece, I've run so many articles about people trying coke for the first time, but everyone's different like snowflakes. Yeah. I think it, it's, you get just sort of different versions of it, which yeah. is the writers bring their own experiences yeah. to it. Um, so that's her, her part of the episode is that she's trying to make like $250 writing an article mm-hmm. and, and trying to like have an experience quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And she, with her ex boyfriend from college, who's gay, who's now her roommate yep. does cocaine. She and does goes, that she, that she acquires from Laird, the ex junkie played by John Glazer lives below her. Which I, I was saying to you, Laird is just a it's great an name. name. Yeah. Such a funny name. A lot of name. good names. Laird and Booth Jonathan, the same episode, two great names. That's two great names. And even like, I mean, like Marnie's a great name yeah. too. It's just, and it's not, it doesn't feel like fate. You know, like when you see like an overly written name or something, yeah. you're like, all right. Like rock hard cop. Yeah, rock hard cop. <laughs> well, I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what he stands for. Yeah. Um, but Marnie, like, those are just, like, good, interesting names yeah. um, that aren't, like, super overdone. So she gets, yeah, she has, uh, Hannah goes to get cocaine from Laird, mm-hmm. um, her downstairs neighbor, who's, they've had sort of just, like, he's just sort of their weird neighbor. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had weird neighbors? Uh, Yeah, I yeah. sure have. I'm just trying to think of who my weirdest neighbors are. I had some strange, interesting neighbors. I had a guy who lived next to me in Bushwick who uh, he fixed Vespas in his apartment. And uh, he also he lived with his girlfriend and we would hear them having horrible, violent sex in the middle of the night. And he would they would I think they were cokeheads, but they'd be up all night. I remember coming home once at like three in the morning and he was coming in. They were coming in at the same time. He's like, oh, come with us. And he like brought me into their apartment and started playing music really loudly and gave me absinthe. And then this was really late, and there were <laughs> kids on the floor like who lived on the same floor. And he just gunned this Vespa as loud as it would go in his apartment. It started to fill with smoke. Oh my god! It's like deafeningly loud. There was no way anybody stayed asleep. And he's like, "Awesome, right, bro?" Yeah, yeah. And he's like sweating, and I was like, "I got, I gotta get out of here." Thanks to the absinthe. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah, that's such a weird. Like terrifying the Vespa really, part. The Vespa part is scary. Yeah, like, to be running. He was scary. <laughs> he was a scary guy, and she seemed. It was almost. We almost called the cops on them a few times because we could. Like, it was that fine line where we can't tell if they're having like weird rough sex or if he's like beating her up. It was like Ooh, pretty. It was a pretty gross situation. That's bad. Yeah. I, I I think I called the cops on uh, neighbors before because we had my first apartment in the city or in Brooklyn. uh there was like I don't know if they yeah they lived in the building there was like a guy who I think probably dealt drugs he dealt drugs and there were like a lot of people sort of like that hung out on the stupid it's like you know they weren't doing it like they weren't like I don't know if that was their operation or whatever but they never but when they were like loud or like yelling and you yeah. thought it was getting confrontational it's like this is a little bit weird right, like I don't borderline. want and you know people could come in and out of the building because yeah. of them so I fucking got those guys they're in jail for life no that's wow, not true. really bragging about snitching um yeah 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 i'm a huge snitch um you know but they would like they would yell and there'd be like fights and they would yeah. be yelling in the apartment that was just like oh that's this no is good. fucking gross you know yeah you don't want to live next to that 
But Laird is not like no, that. No, Laird is a gentle soul who has who's in love with Hannah. Who's in love with Hannah, and he's so sweet and like, but <laughs> sort of like, I mean, later in the episode, uh, uh, Elijah and Hannah, the the roommates, they go to a club and they're like doing coke, and then they leave after Elijah. Um, he comes out with the information that he had sex with Marnie. Yes, who is that's Allison Williams' character. Mm-hmm. Who was her Hannah's former roommate, and this is bad. Yeah, and Hannah and her le- Hannah leaves the club. But it's not really super clear why she would be so upset. Yeah, it's like you were supposed to be my last. Is what she said. It's just like I think she was just sort of being selfish about it. Yeah, and coked up. I guess. Yeah, but totally. I guess that would be. I think the worst part about it is that Marnie did just didn't tell him her. Right. Just didn't tell Hannah. Yeah, it was like two of her best friends kept a secret from her. Exactly. They her didn't, feelings were hurt. That That is maybe where the pain comes from. And they leave and they meet up. They sort of like go to Marnie's and ambush. Well, we'll go to Booth Jonathan's and ambush. Yeah, um, we got to back up and talk about let's the whole go back Booth up, Jonathan thing. Which is great. You, you, you take it. All right. So Marnie is working as a hostess in some skeezy mid meatpacking district looking club. Or a restaurant or something. Yeah, like a high-class restaurant where she sort of dresses skimpy and the yeah, dudes that are... Uh, rich dudes sexually harass her. Exactly. Uh, and he's there and he uses that line. He's like, he's like, what kind of girl do you think I am? The kind of girl who I'm about to have sex with? Yeah, he's There's just like, like... It's like, there's no way that line would work anywhere under any circumstances. I mean, he is the cockiest asshole. Like, she knows he's an asshole. He doesn't hide being an yep. asshole. And that's the attractive part about I guess, him. But the problem, I feel like... I. I guess I'd buy that, but then he takes her back to his like insane building that he lives in, and he lo- he basically like tortures her. He locks her in his greatest work, which is like a TV cage, right? And like locks her in there while he makes espresso, or espresso, and checks his email, his AOL email. Yeah, his AOL email. You've got mail. I like that. It's a nice touch. And then he lets her out, and she's like, "You're a genius." Yeah, like, he- come on, what? Yeah, he she's literally locked in a room of TVs that it's like a decaying horse or something. <laughs> yeah, a like, baby screaming and then like just experimental stuff yeah, it's with like the brainwashing scene from a clockwork orange. But with there. like a really cheesy song. What yeah, is what like I was ever breathing so as Yeah, I, what is it? Damien Gerardo or something. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't I think know. That's you, wrong. That's you have more knowledge of that because you also mentioned a Robin while we were watching. Yes. And I don't know. I but I think I might have been wrong twice. That might not have been a Robin song. Okay, I don't know. that was the song. Um, I, I don't care. I love it. I, I think, think that might. I don't think that is Robin. I don't think. See, I just remember that there was a scene in the first se- season where it was dancing by myself that. Right, I get confused, Craig. I popular under- music. I'm getting old. It's I know. For, doesn't it feel- to keep up with what the kids are listening to these days? Doesn't such feel- as that '80s or that '90s uh, slow jam that Booth Jonathan played. Right, but the, the, have you noticed that? Like sometimes I'll hear like um, about a performance that I should like. I don't know the equivalent of like an SNL will have an artist that I've never heard of, and I'm yeah. like. What? Like, where this? Where this come from? I've been paying attention. No, well, who's this fella here? <laughs> yeah. So they discovered you on the YouTube. Then it's all right, <laughs> something so like depressing about it. But. Yeah, just really nothing worse. It's like those are the moments you're just like, oh no, I am. I'm I'm getting older, and I 
Yeah, there's no turning back now. Yeah, I'm I'm what I was railing against my whole life, man. <laughs> Why don't they play quality music on SNL like Neil Young? Now that guy can sing. That guy, man, some crazy horse up there, man. That would be awesome. <laughs> now that's music. I mean, I would love to see Neil <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crazy Horse. Are you kidding? Neil Young and Crazy Horse are great. <laughs> that would be so good. Come on, guys. Not this One Direction pap. Oh, boy. Um, so, so um, yeah, so... Then, so, Booth Jonathan basically locks her in this terrifying art piece. She loves it. And then they have the most hilarious (laughs) sex. The worst sex imaginable. He's literally lying on top of her, but from behind. They're both spread-eagled in the exact same position. (laughs) Just looks like terribly, like lying down in that position would be terrible. Yeah. And and he's telling her to look at a doll and describe the doll. Yeah, what's the doll feeling? What's the doll feeling? It's and he's just, like smaller than her. I don't know. Yeah, the whole like thing everything is so about, ridiculous. That's what's great about this show is like it's really funny. Like that's really so – the specifics yeah. are really good. Like there are multiple specifics that I'm just like, wow, that, that's really like evocative even if you don't – not like uh, – now I'm talking about more about references and stuff. Yeah. But like they're like that – probably exists like yeah. that thing exists like that gross sex exists <laughs> i've imagined a lot of sex in my day and i never imagined that specific sex yeah, before that, i don't know if that made that into the kama sutra <laughs> no uh, good reason it looks truly awful just so awkward <laughs> uh just so dis- uh, and that just reminds me and the last thing he says uh before uh, he's like are you on the pill and then comes immediately <laughs> and then comes immediately which just reminds me of this is going to be a uh we're going to go off for a second but this weekend i went to a food truck with my wife oh, i'm we- really looking forward to seeing how this connects back to him coming on <laughs> this girl uh it was a crazy food truck no, <laughs> so we go to this food truck we're ordering food and the guy goes like um can i ask you a question to meryl and she's like meryl gets worried was like worried because she looks young so whenever people are like she thought it would be something about her age or something that's like just uncomfortable yeah. and awkward but he's like can i ask you a question he goes no offense man like to me and i'm like what is and she goes he goes do you know what Plan B is? And what? and and Meryl's, we're both like what like what? And they're like yeah. And he's like um, like how long do you have to wait before you like how long after do you have to like take it? And we're like um, you know like pretty immediately like the f- first like day or two like you have to he's like oh all right never mind it's not gonna work. And we're like, and this is a food truck interaction? This is a food truck. In, like, this is just the guy who's taking our order, who was very nice and helped us order in a, a, a food that we weren't, like, it was Colombian food and we weren't sure what to get. Right, so he, and, he and, gave you some guidance in the food landscape and, and then, he wanted some guidance in return. And I, in my head, I was like, oh, this is sort of, like, sad in a way that he's at, like, he doesn't know, like, I mean, that he has to ask us. But then he was texting on an iPhone. Like, why didn't he just look like that? Google Plan B window. Yeah. Really well, weird. You, you don't get that personal touch with Google. Um, yeah, you don't have that sort of that awkward, f- almost flabbergasted <laughs> moment. <laughs> yeah, you don't get you... to shock a stranger with the question when you Google it. That would be great if there was just a guy answering all Googles who's like, ooh, ooh. my. Oh, I'm scandalized by your <laughs> query. <laughs> and then has to, in nanoseconds, send that is, the information That back. is 
unbelievable. Isn't that really weird? Is that his thing? Does he just like ask brutally personal questions of his? Yeah, but then I was like, he was sort of like talking to the. There were two guys in the truck. They were sort of talking, like, and he was texting, and I assume he was like texting this woman. Like, it was just like I bet whoever that lucky lady is would love to know that this guy is asking strangers about uh, Plan B on her behalf. Yeah, wow, that is. And then it was like, <laughs> we were just, Meryl and I were just talking after, like, how, if we had, like, hunkered down, how even more awkward that conversation would be. Like, do you know, like, um, do you know any abortion doctors? Like, <laughs> yeah. Just like, like oh, that. so that's not an option? Well, what's, <laughs> what's my fallback? That's like, it was just really weird. So it was just as weird as that sex scene. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, really, that guy figuratively spread-eagled himself on top of you. Yes. <laughs> and pounded away and made you describe a doll's face. Yeah, that's the equivalent of that food situation. Food, very good. It's the Planke truck. Uh, I believe it's uh, Planke Food on Twitter. Great. Uh, wow. Check it out. Really good. This is a ringing endorsement. Uh, yeah, I liked it. <laughs> Come for the food. Stay for the <laughs> terrible personal questions asked to you by a stranger. Exactly. <laughs> um... So Marnie has sex with Booth, Jonathan, and then she and and sort of the the it's culminating with the the uh, Elijah has let uh, Hannah know that they've had sex yep. that Marnie and and um, Hannah texts uh, Marnie and uh, with, when they're at a Dwayne the equivalent of a Dwayne Reed. Yeah. And Laird is now. We find out that Laird's been following them all night because he he wants to be the her guardian, Hannah's guardian angel. Yep. And Laird accompanies them to Booth Jonathan's house, and and Hannah confronts, um, confronts Marnie. Yeah, in a, a terrible way. It just like, yeah, just, just unleashes on her. For, yeah, just is really over the top, like way more beyond. Like, she doesn't really deserve to get anything from her about this, and then she just takes it so far. And she basically says, like, I'm not the bad friend, you're the bad friend. While showing up at this guy's house, unannounced, wearing a see-through shirt, completely coked up, screaming and and yelling, Yeah, I'm a good friend! Yeah, and it's really... And, like, the specifics in that were really funny of yeah. her, like, talking about things that they've done, to like, things yeah. that Hannah's done for her as yeah. a friend. Those specifics are really great. And, yeah, it's just, like, a big moment for – and I think for the rest of the season, they're sort of overcome – like, that – they don't yeah. really talk. Right. Right? Yeah. Man, the, your 20s, man. It's just so tumultuous. It is a tumultuous. real crazy time in your life where – you're just doing coke and making poor decisions and burning bridges. Have you ever had a night out like that? Bad, just bad decision fueled. I don't think anything that approaches that level. Like I think my equivalent, just like I got real drunk and then I threw up and then I fell asleep. But I don't think any of the in in that state. I don't think I've ever like screamed at a friend and ruined a friendship. Yeah, I've only had like I think one awkward friendship thing ever. Really? Or like yeah, where I I don't know if I should say, but I told a friend that I didn't like his girlfriend. Oh yeah. Because we're roommates, and, you know, when you're r- roommates and the, there's a girl, like, you know, there's, yeah. a, like, relationships, it, it permeates the apartment. Sure, yeah. and like, Especially she, if she's there a lot. Yeah, and it just got awkward between us, and then he was like, are we okay? And I was like, yeah, I just sort of don't like your girlfriend. He's like, oh, awesome. Oh, and that was just like, I think that's the worst it's ever had with a friend. But I don't think it What happened? Like, Did you guys stay friends? Yeah, we stayed friends. Is yeah. he still with her? No, 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 no. So you win. You so, won that battle. I won. You well, versus a- the girlfriend. Craig wins. I, I win. <laughs> I'm always going to win that battle. Like, Did I'm, you like lay out a five point 
like breakdown of why this girl was bad. Like, well, she always yeah, yeah. keeps the toilet seat down. She never does her dishes. She's loud in the morning. That's, she leaves hair in the drain. That's pretty much what I did. No, I didn't have a list. But it, uh, yeah. But I won as any... How long did the relationship last after this interaction? I'd say a little bit. You know, I think... He had to, have, he had to like, pretend like it was his idea. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't like I was the reason. <laughs> no, no, that... it, you clearly were. You, I mean, you I... ruined this, your friend's relationship. Oh, God, did I? No, I didn't. I did not. <laughs> I did not. I'm not taking the heat on this one. <laughs> have you ever broken up a relationship? No, God, no. Yeah. I respect my friends too much to even broach the subject. Chris. But you have to. When it comes up like that, I, I, that's being a good friend. No, no. No, it's That's true. A good, I was a, a great friend. I think there's, it's probably better to do it while sober. Yes, I was not cooked up. <laughs> <laughs> I was not. I was not hopped up on goofballs. Were you drunk or were you? I like, wasn't drunk. You were no, stone it was just cold a, sober. It was you just, stone just, cold sober. It was like, just. Hey a, man, we got to talk. It was just like in the kitchen, like in the morning, and it just like, <laughs> like over I, coffee. It's like, man, weather looks a little rough today. Yeah. Bring an umbrella. Also, I hate your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It was just that's pretty much how it happened. So that's my early twenties. Wow. Um, yeah, that's as crazy as it gets for me. Not <laughs> you very. wild, man. I know. I'm pretty nutty. Um, yeah, I've never... And I've never, like... The the weird thing about this show is, like, I'm not a girl. Are you? No. Um, I didn't live in, like, Williamsburg. I didn't have a lot of these experiences, but it feels very close. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I assume it's similar to yeah, you. Yeah, I lived in Bushwick for the first years. I lived in the city in... Like those terrible loft buildings. Like I lived in this building that we called the McKibben dorms, and I think they're like a relatively infamous set of giant warehouses across the street from each other on McKibben Street. Okay, these McKibben lofts, and they're filthy, and they're basically just where kids who go to liberal arts school like go for the first year or two out of college to feel like they're still at some small liberal arts school. Right. And, it's a lot of self-described artists and musicians, and there's parties every single weekend on both roofs in the summer, and it's just loud and crazy and terrible. And instead of, like, when I moved there, it just made me want... I was like, I'd like to feel a little more grown up than this. Like, I don't want to, like, dwell in this, yeah. like, insular, like, self-insulated world where it's like, oh, no, I'm comfortable. It's all just other weird 22-year-olds like me. It's like, I'd like to... Like be surrounded by other people. How long did you live there? Uh, I lived in in two buildings for one year each, so it was two years. And with room from friends yeah, from I had, college, it was two roommates. Uh, both times the roommates switched, uh, or one roommate switched with another when I moved buildings. Yeah, when we when I I moved to Brooklyn with two friends from college, and we definitely looked at apartments like that. And like I remember going to like buildings in Williamsburg where it's just one huge room just yeah. like one room and then this like sketchy like loft that no, somebody had both were like this the the first one actually I screwed my roommate over really badly because I was the first one to move down and so I got the apartment for all three of us and I I signed the lease before my friend even saw it and one oh of the bedrooms God. was a crawl space he had didn't have a full air he had to go up some stairs and then it was like four feet high and he had a mattress up there and then we just like put a tarp around like a hung a fabric around where the stairs were so we could have some privacy and also stand up oh Uh, yeah that's so so brutal but we had great views of the manhattan skyline we had like 
15 foot high windows that were basically plexiglass one sheet of plexiglass like very poorly cocked in and so when it snowed snow would literally fly in like a foot oh. rain would pour down the inside so we had to cover all the things by the windows with towels holy and then the second shit. place was in a basement also jankly put together in a big open terrible room my bedroom i had to go up it was on top of the bathroom uh, and I had, like, my office area was just a desk on top of another bedroom, like, open air to the rest of the apartment, like, looking down on it. And then there was a huge rainstorm, and our entire apartment flooded for, like, almost a week until they, like, actually got it taken care of. Oh, that's brutal. It was really awful. I'd be, when you're younger, when you're in your early 20s, that's just stuff that you're like, yeah. Like, that's... I, I, will, I knew. I was like, God willing, this is the worst we'll ever get. The upside is there's no way my next apartment will be worse than this apartment. <laughs> Like, yeah, this is so bad. But I will now. I have this fun story. How much did you? How much did you pay for that apartment? I think it was like twenty one hundred for the three bedrooms, so like seven hundred each. Yep, that's um, about what I paid yeah. when I moved in. So pretty reasonable. I mean, this was in two thousand five, two thousand six. So I was probably overpaying back then. Right. I think with the first apartment, we lucked out and found one that was it was twenty one hundred. Uh, but I paid six fifty or six twenty five because my room was the smallest yeah. of the three. And uh, <laughs> real, real savings you got there. Yeah, it was pretty seventy five bucks a month. Uh, not bad. That's about <laughs> nine hundred dollars a year. Yeah, and I put fact, that yeah. right into. My next apartment. No, I don't know. I didn't do anything with that. Well, then, but moving from something like that, like I moved down to the neighborhood I'm in now, Prospect Heights from there, and it was like not a great apartment. It was another three-bedroom. It was very dark. It was on the first floor, but it was like an apartment that was built as an apartment building. Yes. And it had real rooms and a real bathroom and like a real kitchen. And I felt like I had become an adult overnight moving that. I was like, oh, yeah, I've made it. I have made it. Yeah, just all those. I mean, I just going to friends' apartments those years. You just find like the weirdest, yeah. the weirdest things. Like my friend Rory, he lived in an apartment with a couple guys, like Mike Still uh, and Lee Rubenstein. And Rory mentioned to me like last week. Do you know? I don't know him that well, but Riley Solinar. Yeah, he lives there now, and he put up a picture. Rory uh, told me about it that I had seen. Riley now lives there. The ceiling just opened up, and it looked like whatever was oh living God. in the ceiling, that feces was just on the ground. Oh it was just like, God. and the apartment was always super shitty. Yeah, but like that's how bad it was. It's awful, just disgusting. I can't imagine because now it's like I've been in the city for like eight years now, and I feel for like I can't imagine being like a recent college grad moving here now. It's like I'm sure that shithole I lived in in Bushwick is probably going for twice as much money. Yeah, oh, totally. Now. Totally. Like, it's like, oh, Bushwick is much hipper now. Roberta's is there now and et cetera. It's, and people are, they're, those slumlords are probably charging kids like 1500 oh bucks God. a month to live in this squalor. And dealing with all those people, like all the the people that own the buildings was oh, oh my God. fucking worse. Awful. We had the weirdest conversations with people, like just the weirdest, like, yeah clothing that they'd wear like you drive in cars with a lot of them yeah. like to oh it's just the worst those what to terrible 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 times terrible times but now that i'm realizing it that this girls is even more similar to you because not only you had the bushwick experience but you do writing as what well. like i feel like that's yeah. cl- like the internet style like you wrote for gizmodo for a I long did. time but i feel like the big difference i never wrote about myself i was never right. trying to be like i guess like the thought catalog writer right who's just like well uh 
I'm 22, but I've got stories to tell, goddammit, which That's I true. find kind of infuriating. Yeah, like, I find that annoying as well. It's like memoirist, it's like, oh, so you're, you know, you've had no life experiences yet. Like, why do you expect yourself to be so fucking interesting? Yeah, and most of the time it's just, well, that's what's funny about this one, too, this episode too, is like, Hannah goes into the uh, jazz hate, right. and uh, she's like, well, like, these are the experiences we want to hear about, like your threesomes or your coke things. That feels, that, yeah, I feel like that rings false now, like, who wants to read about those things? And, and it's also like, you're just creating the experiences because the website exists, right. which is like inherently annoying, like the idea of like, you wouldn't be doing these things if you didn't have the incentive to have it out there so people could right. read it. So and it's extra false. It's not even like a real experience. Yeah, that's just like that obnoxious. It's just obnoxious. <laughs> I am curious. I wonder if we went on Thought Catalog how many pieces they have that are about my first cocaine experience or having a three-way. I don't know what Thought Catalog is. Really? Does that make me really no, old? No. God bless you. Don't ever look at it. What, it's maybe me. my least favorite website. What is it? It's basically a website for people in their early 20s to write about themselves, and it gets huge traffic, like really, really high numbers, and it's all navel-gazing, self-indulgent. It's like a mix between like BuzzFeed style, like how, do, how you know that you're, you're in your 20s. Right. Here's 18 yes. reasons you know you're a 24-year-old girl living in Brooklyn, and then just like essays that drip with self-importance that say nothing that are about personal experiences Man, of like, I feel oh. like I'd love that. No, <laughs> How terrible want that something, is. If you want to hate read something. But is there now, here's my question. Is there a website that has compiled the worst of that that I can just look at <laughs> that? Because that's what I really want. I mean, there's got to be, right? Yeah. That's like, wow. That's like, but a, like there was a post on it a few weeks ago that got picked up by the New York Post about a rich girl who was complaining about how cashiers, uh, like a cashier at a supermarket saw her with like her Burberry bag or something and like gave her attitude and then she's like it's not my fault i'm rich and she got on like the cover of the new york post with her picture and people were like worst person ever and then she wrote a follow-up being like fuck you i learned nothing essentially and it's just like that basically sums that website up and now she has her own tv show yeah basically more or less (laughs) yeah god that's so amazing it's just like a a safe space for entitled people who have no self-awareness to write about themselves yeah it's pretty well that's also with this show like what i like about it is people say i I don't know maybe maybe i'm making this up but i feel like a lot of the argument is like that the show is self-indulgent and all that stuff but that's what it's making fun of like yeah i mean that's the joke that's the joke like it's like watching eastbound and down and being like that's not what athletes are really like that like, athletes, that's the joke yeah the joke exactly. is an exaggerated bad version of this archetype yeah it's a comedy like yeah. you're laughing at the car like you you care about the characters sure. obviously because they're well written but like you wouldn't want to hang i don't know if i'd want to no. hang out with any of them at no. all they're annoying yeah I, I feel like that's the thing we were saying like people feel so close to it's like oh this is so similar to things that i relate to and it's hard to like get that distance to be able to laugh at it. I and think, also, yeah, people. it's like, well, I guess I'm annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, how dare you accuse me of being like that? It's like, they didn't. It's just a show. It's like, I'm not like that, goddammit, yeah. I'm not. When I mean, listen, I'm hosting a podcast right now in my living room where we watch TV shows. <laughs> I'm an annoying person. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm aware of it. I Now I am. This show has finally pointed me in that wow. direction. I feel like you had a real breakthrough today, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> This is a new life for me now. Um, yeah, I, but I, I enjoy this show. I feel like it's really... And, and like, 
they're just great moments too, like great characters. Yeah, John Glazer is John hilarious. Is perfect. The, this, the, the episode ends with with uh, her ho- oh, Hannah so hooking funny. up with him or like basically seducing him, and then she's kissing him, and he is too afraid to kiss back. He's literally his mouth is just open, and he's, he's like, like oh, god. He goes, oh, "Oh god, oh god, oh god, can I kiss you back? Is this okay? Oh god, <laughs> it's, it's so funny, amazing. He's he's my favorite. Yeah, he he's, is. He's one of the top." folks out there yeah he really is and i feel like now folks he is like blowing up yeah which is so great i feel like it would have happened sooner if the show that he made wasn't about him wearing a ski mask which is one of my favorite tv shows delocated delocated show is like you like you think in your head like what would i want to do if i had anything (laughs) and i could never figure it out that's what i'd want yeah like like It's just so that's a great show. Yeah. It's such a funny character. Like every line he says is just funny because of the voice modulation. <laughs> yeah. Uh cuz he's in the witness protection program. And then whenever I hear like the like I hear like the bone zone, bone I hear zone. it in that voice and bone it makes zone. me laugh way more. Yeah. Just ever like like the, like <laughs> yeah. those, it's just like it's just funny. Yep. He's yeah, he's just amazing. Um very funny funny guy. Okay. Um and great casting. Yeah, in the in the show, and also like Yorma in the I don't know him at all, so I don't know why I called him by his first name, but like that's he's really good in this too. Oh, as that amazing, terrible yeah. artist, yeah, like because that's a world they that have I, great comedians, kind of like uh, um, Colin uh, Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yes, Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Is uh, um, no, Colin Quinn plays uh, the owner of the coffee shop oh, that that's Ray right. works at. That's right. Uh, so I love like they cast like for smaller roles. They cast so many great like New York comedy people. Great people. It's awesome. Bobby Moynihan was in an episode. Um, uh, Henry Zabrowski was in yep. an episode. Yep. He was on this podcast talking about that experience. Don- Donald Glover played her boyfriend for a couple of episodes. That's right. And my wife pronounces his name Donald Glover. Glover and Danny Glover, like that's <laughs> how she. I don't know. Isn't that really? It would make weird? more sense. It was like Danny Glover, but I guess it's, it's like, like oh, it's Lover is spelled like that. L o v e r. I don't buy that. I don't think that's a valid excuse for pronouncing it like that. I agree. I think it's ridiculous. I'm not on her side in this one, <laughs> but she knows she's mispronouncing it. Yet she well, she to like do it. always forgets. Uh, I don't know. Wow. Well, so look, man, I don't want to. I don't want to say anything further. This is your wife we're talking about here. I don't want to say anything. I can't take Dude, back. Dude, go for it. I don't want to be the Craig in this roommate situation. Right. Wait, are you saying you don't like her because of this and I should break it? I'm her? just saying that that is a red flag. That Yeah, that is. <laughs> Maybe you should take stock. Um, so this uh, this is the second season. Uh, I think the third season is coming up pretty soon. Yeah, it starts in about a month. Um, and what are your what are your predictions? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, there, the, there's a character who Charlie, who wasn't in this episode, but he quit the show. Right, he was um, Marnie's ex. Marnie's ex, often, and they were like, off they, and they on. like got back together at the at end the of the, end last of the season. second season. But now he quit, so he's not going to be in it at all. Do you have any inside scoop? What happened? I think he just didn't like it that much. Yeah, I think, I think it's a stupid move on yeah, his I part. It's like a new, a young like actor who has, doesn't have many credits. It's like this is a very popular, influential show. Maybe stick it out. Yeah, which is like 
a bummer. I mean, if they have creative difference, I, yeah, I don't know what creative difference would yeah. be big enough that it's like this is a really funny show, well respected yeah, show, it's like a critical darling, and like I think like it's probably the, like three months worth of work a year too, and all and pay is probably yeah. really good, and like the casting on this show is really good. The main characters are great, all the girls are great, and then all the guys are great, yeah. like Adam Driver, yeah. that guy. Um, I forget the other. Um, oh, uh, Andrew Reynolds, maybe yeah, yeah, who plays Elijah. No, oh, Andrew Reynolds is great. He's uh, he was in Book of Mormon on yeah, Broadway. Yeah. No, but the other guy um, who dates uh, Shoshana. Oh, Ray. Ray. Yeah. Uh, I forget his. I forget his. But he's really he's great, great too. Yeah. And it's like if you're a young actor, yeah, like, be on what, that show. Like, what are you going to do instead? For God's sake. Yeah. But apparently, so, I'll kind of quote uh, Will Smith on this and say, "Swallow your pride. Don't let your lip react. You don't want to see my hand where my hip be at." From Wild Wild West. Wow. Well said, Will uh, and Craig. Yeah, yeah. But apparently, um, Elijah, Andrew Arnold's character, is going to be almost is like a full time character now. Great, he's really he's awesome. He's really good. I saw him on Book of Mormon, and then too. I was him and Josh Gad. Pleased to see him uh, on this. I much prefer Andrew Arnold to Josh Gad. I'm glad that he is the one on the show and not Josh. Are you an anti Josh Gad? I wouldn't say anti. I'm not super against him. I just he's not my cup of tea. I'll say that. I yeah. find him to be a little broader than I the stuff I usually gravitate towards. Right. Yeah, I'd say so. I've seen him in a couple things, including he was Steve Wozniak in Jobs, which I just watched <laughs> this was week. That? It was is that as great as it looks. That looks like a modern classic. It just was like it's one of those movies where I saw it like thinking this could be like funny, ba- you know, or like something. Yeah. It's just totally not memorable right like just the worst kind of bad movie it's just like not even terrible just like mediocre and forgettable yeah totally mediocre and like overly dramatic like i read and sorkin's writing a jobs movie too right now yeah exactly just wait for the guy who knows how to do this to do it yeah it's like that's obviously even if that's not good it's gonna be like you know, like um, the social network. It'll be big. It'll, It'll be, be like, the one that people reference. Like the Steve Jobs movie. People are knocking like the one with Ashton Kutcher and oh, Josh God. Gad. Like, no, wait, what movie was that? That happened? Yeah, exactly. It's going to be the turtle footnote version <laughs> yeah. of it. It's like the Bugs Life to and Ants. Like the, yeah. the, the I don't remember which one's memorable, but yeah. uh, <laughs> I <laughs> one guess. One is Woody Allen in it. One is Woody Allen and one is uh, Dave Foley. I think. Two. To, uh, two titan- heroes of comedy, titans of the industry. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see. Uh, and uh, season two was great all, all through the thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to season three. Um, what else did I, um, what else did I write down here that I was? Um, yeah, I like the booth. I, I like the booth character a lot. I wish I knew more about that world where I could be like, that's total. Like, I right. hope that's true. Because his art is, I feel like, it's meant to be a joke. His art is terrible, right? He has yes. like little dollhouses that he puts blood into and he says that they're representatives of dreams. And then he has a bunch of TVs. But it's totally, I believe that that exists. Right. Like, that's good enough that, like, it's like in uh, Exit Through the Gift Shop, where right. that documentary yeah, 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 where yeah. you're like, this could either be totally the most, like, the biggest art movement, or it could be total bullshit, right. and I don't know the answer, and yeah. really and nobody does. And that's what's does. fun about it. And that's what's fun about yeah. it. Um, that's that's the Booth, booth Jonathan. Um, man, I've never even been to... I've been to one art gallery where there was just a harmonica on a table and a fan blowing, blowing into, into the harmonica. And, art. And I was like, I guess... 
Was it for sale? Was it like, and that is $75,000? I don't know. I don't think it was. I don't. It might, I guess it must have. Everything's right? for sale for, at some price, right? <laughs> yeah. Wow, man, that's deep. I know, man. I I know. Um, and then yeah, I, I feel like that's a, that, that whole art world. I'm not sure if I'm intimidated by it or if I'm just not interested enough. It just seems like there's a high barrier to entry to like a understanding the that whole world to even know how to approach it. And I'm just like ah, I'm not willing. I'm not. I'm like yeah, I like art. I like going to museums, but I'm not so into it that I'm gonna like go to those parties and those gallery openings and figure out what's the good stuff yeah. and what's the bad stuff and who the people are that you need to know and and it's all right it's also like if you're not one like you can only enter that if you're like super passionate about it or, or you're rich super rich yeah. like that's the only two oh, ways yeah. that you can get into yeah, that, it if you want to get into the art world be a multimillionaire and be like hello i would like to buy a hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of art please and then i'm sure all the doors open for you i uh i've mentioned this documentary on the podcast before but some kind of monster which is the metallica documentary that's basically like this is spinal tap yeah uh lars ulrich like does like sells some of his art and it's like hundreds of thousands of dollars like the douchiest thing like and i'm just like yeah that's an amazing world that i want i wish i could just get a little (laughs) bit more of a glimpse of 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 lars there should just be a tv show which is lars (laughs) Lars tv lars art man i'd watch that more than all in the family guys Uh, yes okay That's a that's a better TV show idea. Um, Not that the other one's bad; they're both great. But if I had to pick, okay, Lars TV, Lars TV, I'd watch that. Yeah, I think that'd be. Is there? There might be a hair on your microphone. Oh boy, that's embarrassing. Thank you. Wow, God, <laughs> what kind of operation are you running here? I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is this is the operation. It's very <laughs> pathetic. Um, when did you think like this show? This is very like early twenties. I feel like what was the set for like, I feel like I'm out of that now. Yeah. Don't you feel like a oh, little yeah. bit of distance from that now? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking back, how do you feel? You feel good about not no longer being in these, oh, yeah. that I world? Every, life gets better every year. I'm an optimist. That's I think a, every year it gets better. I would not want to go back. Yeah, I, I... I'm 30. I'm happy being 30. I'm going to be 30 in a couple months. Hey, congrats. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, 30's scary. I was like, no, it's great. I like it. I don't even like, yeah, the, the being like uh, making big deals of birthdays as like a negative or a pot. I mean, like, it's just like, well, it's just, yeah, I'll be fine. I think it's a, it's a very futile thing to rage against. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You'd be when, happier if you're just cool with getting older every year. You sort of have to be. Yeah, otherwise, you're going <laughs> like, to be pissed once a year. Yeah, because it's only going to get worse <laughs> yeah. as you get older. And, but I, I'm so zen about this now, but talk to me when I'm like 38. I'm like, I'm going to kill myself. I'm not young anymore. Yeah, when you just have like a couple more gray hairs. Yeah. Not that 38 all that old, but I'm just saying some arbitrary height. No, number. 38, you're a fucking dinosaur. You deserve to die. <laughs> That's who I'm railing against now. I used to rail against where we are. Yeah, but now 38-year-olds, fuck them. Yeah, fucking man. But also, don't you feel like I'm like way? I'm now. I'm just way too lazy and like comfortable that I wouldn't put myself in any of these situations. Right, yeah, because I feel like all of those situations arise from the desperation of of not really like knowing who you are or where you are in life. Of that like early twenties thing of being really insecure with everything that you're doing. Yeah, totally. And then you get older and you're just like, for better or worse, you're like, yep, this is it. Cool. All right. All right. Whatever. <laughs> I don't have anything to prove. Don't have to like go out and try to make some rash 
rash thing happen. Yep, so. going to watch another episode of Peep Show and uh, <laughs> just relax a little bit. Uh, make some tea, maybe go to bed a little early. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Read a couple pages of the book I'm reading and go to bed. Not Nothing wrong with that. Hey, That's, you know... So depressing, but true. That and sounds pretty. I, nice. I love it. it I love great. it. No, it's all about embracing. But that, when man. I think like that, and when I was like first moved to the city, how many shows I would either go to, like go to UCB, like every single yeah. night. Oh god, yeah. I would like any show that I was asked to do, or like no matter where it yeah. was, what it was, like one hundred percent gung ho invested. Yeah, when I was like twenty five, twenty six, I was probably doing UCB stuff four, five, six nights a week. Absolutely. And it was just like a given. And now it's one of those things where like I've thought about the idea of like wanting to do stand up or something, but I'm like, I don't think yeah, you don't have that like do you could you really like go into the like open mic scene? And, like you really like, have to do. I wouldn't want to half ass it, but right? At the but same you have time, to commit. You have to do that five nights a you week. You have to. Like that's just a given. It's like yeah. anything. Or you'll suck. Yeah. Or you'll yeah. Unless you want to be bad, which is which actually is my goal. <laughs> yeah. Um. But it's like yeah. If you can't do it for real, then I don't know. It's like, and I don't know. That's I just, why all good creative work comes from people in, in that age, I guess, right? Because they're they've got the energy and the desperation and to do it and then you get older and you're just like eh, I could create the next great work of art but instead <laughs> instead Pizza. I'll play, play on my iPad yeah it's totally true um, but I think especially that's pronounced in comedy as well like I feel I don't know if I talked about this on the show but like huge megastars like you look at like Eddie Murphy or yeah. somebody who's like in the 80s, just like hit after hit, right? two amazing well, stand-up specials. He was, like, he was like 20? 20 years old, yeah. Something like that when he was on SNL. He was on like, SNL at 19. And Raw was like yeah. same, around yeah, that I mean, time. All of this stuff happened before he was 25, like Beverly Hills Cop and all that. And then like hours. his... Maybe I mean like maybe Nutty Pro- I like I like Nutty Professor when I was, but like I don't know you do have that clumps tattoo yeah man I'll throw that knife through the crack of your ass that's tattoo. I assume I'm that is a reference that's uh, the the grandmother in uh, Nutty Professor during the dinner scene where with the more I'd say the more popular line is Hercules Hercules right, yeah I'm familiar with that mine is the grandmother you go for the deep cuts I'm gonna throw this knife through the cracky old ass that's how people will know that you're a real fan that's I'm a huge I'm a huge clump head <laughs> <laughs> love the clumps never saw the clumps though never saw the really? the second one no you saw it no okay so <laughs> I don't I don't claim to be a clump head though. Uh, I was uh, just the first, like I had a number of VHSs that we got that were probably like on sale at Blockbuster, like that and like Liar Liar, which it was past like me knowing that they weren't as good, but I still watch them over yeah. and over again because like when you're that age, you sure, can, yeah, you can watch that over and over again. But what I'm saying is that Eddie Murphy, like, you know, once you're comfortable or whatever, right, yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't he just yeah, but uh, can't shouldn't he? Yeah, you would think so. I mean, and he the thing with him is. He has the power to do still anything. Yes. He could make any movie. If he went to any cable network and was just like, give me the Louis C.K. deal or just like, give me, I want to make a show called The Eddie Murphy Show, they will let him do literally anything. Yeah. But he just does, like, instead he just does these, like, shitty kids movies and, you know, Meet Dave and... Meet Dave and the one with the magical blanket. Right, or where he only can say so many more words. Oh, that's um, a thousand words? Yeah. Like he makes these, which clearly like, he is too funny a guy to really care about any of these things. But to me, here's my question, which I, uh, is like, 
he chooses to do that. That's fine. Whatever. But like, couldn't he also just choose to do like the adult versions of those that are bad? Like, why is it the kid? Why is it kids? I don't know. Isn't that weird? Do you think, I guess the question is, do you think he's lazy or do you think he's lost his edge? Or I think maybe both. Yeah. But then there's also this thing that somebody reminded me recently, like, didn't he have that run in with a transvestite? Wasn't that like a big thing that he like, Am I making this up? The, that sounds familiar. In the '90s or something, yeah. some probably something similar to what happened with uh, what's his name, uh, British um, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant, but with a transvestite. Yeah, I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. I think that happened. So maybe this is all in response to that. Like that. It's really? like may, maybe that's my new theory that I just made up. So he's just like, no, see, I'm a family man making family movies. Yeah, maybe like in a, trying to convince himself. Wow! Wow! I just I feel like you really. Really figure something out about Eddie Murphy, and uh, if I made up that transvestite thing, that's, <laughs> Apologies that's to Eddie Murphy. slander, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I really, really apologize for that. And uh, I'm sorry. I'm a fan of a lot of your films, <laughs> and I'm excited for the new Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, if it ever happens. If it ever happens. Um, if you had to make a drinking game for girls, um, and you have to, okay. Uh, one, what would be good points for uh, people to drink? Let's see. Um, every time. You see uh, Hannah Topless. Mm-hmm. That's almost every episode. In this one, it would sort of be constant because she was You'd wearing be chugging a, a beer for the entire second half of the episode. She, while she was wearing she, that mesh tank top. Yeah, she traded shirts with somebody in the club, and she was wearing a mesh tank top. Um, That's a good drinking. Every time two people have a yelling fight mm-hmm. with each other. Yes. Um, every time a contemporary dance hit plays. Yes, I don't care. You'd be trash. You'd be trash. Yeah, you'd be wasted. And then I'd say also, if you live in Brooklyn, anytime you recognize yes, a, uh, a landmark, a landmark like or a, sh- a location, yeah, like, I, oh, I've been to that bar. I've been to that restaurant. I, that's why I, I like this. But I loved. Um, oh, I'm forgetting the name of the show. Bored to death because yeah, like that was all around here. It was, it was all, Park, all Slope. Park Slope, Carroll yeah, Gardens. So it's like, oh, there's there's a Brooklyn Inn. Yeah, yeah it's just like there's uh, Bergen Street Comics. Yeah, yeah, it was just awesome. It's there's nice to have that hometown feel. Yeah, it's Jonathan Ames. It's you know Jonathan Ames is great. Yeah. The thing Jonathan Ames lives around here. Well, Lena Dunham lives in Brooklyn Heights, yet her character lives in Greenpoint. Right. You would think. Well, I guess she probably doesn't want to live in Greenpoint. She's rich and successful. Yeah, why well, she, she doesn't need to? Yeah, good for her, man. Yeah, she's made it. She can live in Brooklyn Heights. What's next for her? What's let's let's I don't know what's next for her. I hope she I feel like she's so good. Like, I really hope that it just conti- she doesn't yeah. get the Eddie Murphy thing. You know, yeah, like I hope I hope so as well. She's still young. How old is she? Oh, God, she's got to be like 25, 26. That's crazy. Yeah, she's so young. She's so young. The world ahead of her. Yeah. Well, hopefully she doesn't fall into this 30 year old malaise that both of us have fallen into or just not motivated to do anything but <sighs> sit on our asses relax and think about our younger bygone days yep those were the good old days (laughs) i guess well good luck lena yeah wish you the best um is there anything you want to say to the audience as a whole or to plug i i prefer when people just give uh audience as a whole like just have the mic it's your mic right now but you can also plug something uh wow it's a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. i don't know i I think i was going to say anything to the audience i'd say follow your dreams that's great you know, believe in yourself. Um, you can do it. That's awesome. But the way you said it was so half-hearted that I don't believe it. I mean, you know, just 
you know I mean it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but what, what if they, okay, but if, what if, if it takes just a tone of my voice for if that's going to be the the difference between you getting up and grabbing at your dreams or not because you don't think my voice is forceful enough, maybe it's on you that you're not achieving your dreams. Here's my question. You tell somebody to follow their dreams, they listen to it on this podcast, they do it. When should they stop if they if they're failing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when it just gets unworkable. When you just, just, just got to be able to look in the mirror and be like, "Well, I I can't do it." Yep. But then try something else. Yeah. Have a have a lesser dream. I think that's my advice. <laughs> Always have, have a lesser dream. dream in your back pocket, like a more achievable dream, just in case. That's a great piece of advice. <laughs> ha- go for your dream, but ha- have a lesser dream. Yeah, it's like don't put all your eggs in one, you know, unrealistic basket. If your dream's like I'm gonna host SNL one day, it's like maybe, but maybe you should also be like I'm gonna publish a Kindle single. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That'd be great. That's a goal for me. I wanted to publish again. Right? That's yeah. achievable. It is, and it's it's impressive to me. Like to sure. have you have to fill out those forms on Amazon, come up with a cover. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I think you should. 2014 is the year of the Kindle sale. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Adam, for joining me. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. And um, girls, 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 girls. I do declare. Put your number on the table because I'd love to date you. Something, 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 something. I wanted to quote something from Girls, but then I quoted a Jay-Z song. Sorry. Uh, Me too, Craig. All right. (laughs) On that note, bye. I'd like to thank my guest, Adam Frucci, for stopping by. I enjoyed watching Girls with him. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. If you're a fan, follow the new Twitter. Follow uh, on uh, Facebook. And just have a great time. Just have a great night. Just have a great day. Have a great everything. Uh, Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Have a great night and an early manana. Adios, amigos. (laughs) 